In this episode of Innovation Ambassadors, we're showcasing the journey of Santiana, leading education specialist for the Spanish and Portuguese speaking world, and the work of the AWS Envision Engineering prototyping team. When machine learning integrates with the classroom experience, the outcome is predictive grading of free text assessment answers that saves teachers 40 hours per subject per year. If the solutions built by our customers and partners represent the art of the possible, we strive in this podcast to illuminate the craft of the possible. Online education has become an urgent need in today's environment, and teachers around the world are challenged to harness technology in ways that deliver quality education to the next generation of learners. In the show today, we focus on the field of solution development in education. And I'm excited to welcome from AWS, our very own and very diplomatic, Will Wetton, Senior Technical Program Manager based in London. Welcome, Will. Hi, Sarah. And our very special guest, Iñaki Vélez de Guevara Rodriguez, Technical Director at Santiana. Bienvenidos. Hi, Sarah. Good afternoon. Iñaki, Tell us a little bit about this challenge that your company faced that initially brought you to AWS in the field of education. As many people know, uh, digital transformation currently in education is a fundamental part of uh, current educational systems and pedagogical methods. Uh, in this sense, Antillana is focused on creating new pedagogical models uh, that most of the time use technology to, to be more efficient uh, currently is the only way to deliver education in, in countries uh, where Santillana is based in, uh, like in Latin American uh, marketplaces, uh, focus on private marketplaces. Uh, in fact, currently, we can say that Santillana is not an editorial group. Currently, uh, Santillana is a, an educational technology company. Will, can you tell us a little bit about how you first met Iñaki and were introduced to this challenge. So I first met Inaki or first had a conversation with Inaki and Santiana um, last year, probably around March or, or April time, uh, when they presented this challenge around um, marking or grading free text answers from students. And the overarching goal for Santiana was to really give time back to their teachers, time they're currently wasting, you know, marking repetitive answers um, when they could be better spending their time planning for the next lesson and identifying most students that need more help. Um, and then we went on and we did a, a face-to-face working backwards workshop um, sometime around May last or June last year, um, where we started to dive into what really was their challenge and looking at what does good look like and, and what data could they give us to help solve this challenge. Like with most uh, machine, in fact, all machine learning uh, challenges, the models you build and the outcomes you get are only ever as good as the data you provide to train those models. And at our first conversation, we, we didn't have any data at all. Um, so that, that there wasn't any pre-marked graded answers that we could use to train a model. But within a very short period of time, and we're literally talking one or two months, Inaki and his team were able to go away and actually canvas almost 10,000 sample answers that teachers had graded from across their user base. And we use that as the basis of what we went on to deliver for them. Wow, that's a lot of graded answers. And Yaki, how did you go about finding that information from your teacher base? Before implementing this solution, we had to receive 
this uh, data training set directly from teacher. For that, we, we had to engage to some schools to pass these tests uh, as a guinea pigs. <laughs> but uh, of course, it's, it's a good solution for them because if uh, you can train an assessment, uh, you can use uh, for the following uh, months these assessments with the teachers, saving them more than 40 hours uh, per year. For that reason, we didn't have any problem to get uh, this training data. Well, now, once you had this training data, what was your approach? How did you solve this need? There was broadly two main challenges that we had to address. The first was identifying a machine learning algorithm or, or creating one that could grade questions um, to previously supplied open tech answers. Now, that, that's the first challenge. Um, and the second challenge is how do we build a lifecycle kind of management system around this solution so that Santiana can train rapidly new questions and have them online ready for students to answer within minutes? Our, our approach with that end-to-end lifecycle uh, solution that we delivered was to start thinking from how would Santiana really want to use this platform? So working backwards from their use case. And we formulated a draft API that we were able to deliver really early on in our um, engagement. So we're talking sprint one or two, that they could start then building against. Because Santiana wanted to get this into production. So we had to think really carefully about how that was going to happen and how it was going to integrate. But that gave us a massive head start and, and Santiana worked with their partner to get that done. The next challenge around the machine learning algorithms was every question's different and, and every answer is going to be different. So we needed something that was scalable that could correctly or you know, with high confidence mark those answers between a grade of zero and four, where zero is a complete failure, so a, a complete bad answer, and four is an outstanding textbook answer with various grades in between. And really early on, we settled on one approach uh, in terms of an algorithm that we thought was the best from a flexibility and an implementation point of view. When a student sends an answer to be graded, we want it to run in Lambda because it gives you the best cost performance uh, point. So, Nyaki, for those of us who aren't necessarily Spanish speakers, we might think of Spanish as one language, but there are also multiple dialects of languages in the different countries. How did you approach training models? to really accommodate all of the different dialects of Spanish that you need to. Yeah, Joe, absolutely right. Santillana is based in 22 territories. In, in every territory, the dialect is completely different. Uh, of course, in countries like uh, Mexico, the Spanish is completely different than the Spanish that you are using in countries like Chile. In this sense, we had to involve schools from every territory uh, because uh, one of the main challenge is how to get enough training data to train algorithms. In this sense, we say to every school in every country that we needed this training data, but with this data, we can train every assessment for every subject that their teacher are using in the day-to-day work. And, and with this training data, we can save more than 40 additional hours per teacher, per subject. That means sometimes we can save one month 
of every teacher in their schools. With this approach, we got the engagement of many schools from every country, and with that, we can train with no problem algorithms for every dialect in every country. Unfortunately, uh, the model we chose at the beginning, uh, we couldn't squeeze that on to a Lambda runtime. And so we had to do a fallback onto uh, AWS Fargate in a container approach, which comes with some limitations. Um, so it's a long running instance, so it's going to cost more over time. Um, and we took that to Santiana and we demonstrated that it worked, um, but there were some concerns around the long-term cost when you start scaling to thousands of questions. And then we came up um, with a new, a new approach to the algorithm that was able to run on Lambda. And so now what uh, we've handed over and is in production is the Lambda running inference, which means they can have thousands of models trained and uh, have a very good cost performance point for that as well. So, Will, can you give us, a, give us an example? What did the data look like? And what were some of the examples of how the algorithms that you used would categorize the answers that the students might give? Absolutely. So, so the data we have and, and was given by Santiano was all in Spanish. Um, so that was probably one of the first challenges we had was, uh, do we understand Spanish? And unfortunately, none of our team were, were fluent in Spanish at the time. Uh, but we, we got around that to, by using AWS Translate to, to prompt them back into English for us, for the demos and for training and whatnot. Um, in terms of yeah, how do the models work? Um, so when you look at a question, um, the question's uh, you know, fairly basic, let's say. Um, they could be, um, why can you see the moon at night? Um, a more complex question that was given is to explain why one parent has curly hair and another, you know, the other parent doesn't. Um, and I think the answer was alluding to different genetics there. So, you know, there was a bit of a range of the depth from the, of question being asked. My, my go-to was always, why can you see the moon at night? Because it's a relatively easy answer to, to answer in, in a demo, and it's easy to get wrong as well. So when we look at the training data for that particular question, um, we, we had perhaps maybe a thousand sample answers, and, and the data was pretty much just the student-provided answer in Spanish with a teacher-provided grade sitting next to it. So they're the only two bits of data we had um, within our data set to train each model. So we, we took that data um, and what we would do in the initial uh, instance was we would train that um, against a number of models for that question. So our initial approach was that um, we would have a model for each score for each question. So for each score, we mean there was a grade between zero and four, which gives you five options. For each option, there's a model. The student answer is submitted to each model and then it returns the probabilistic match so how similar is the answer to the model answer? And we would use that to guide the overall selection of a correct grade. Um, now, what that did highlight was some inconsistencies in the training data over time, whereas some particular grades had less answers than others, so the model wasn't quite as good. And we further got around that initially by having multiple models per score. So at the end, when we handed it over in the initial version, we ended up that each question would have 15 models. And a student answer would be sent to each model. And then we would aggregate the results and present back the highest probable match back to the teacher to confirm or, or reject. Uh, going forward, we managed to, uh, when we switched it back to Lambda, we managed to condense all that complexity down. So it ended up being just a single model as a multi-class classifier um, that was just as accurate as our initial approach. 
And Yaki, Will, Will touched on this a little bit about this trade-off that the team was making between that accuracy, performance, speed, et cetera, and the cost. Can you talk to us a little bit about what your imperatives were? Everything that uh, Will mentioned was a challenge from technical perspective, from an algorithm perspective, and from data perspective. There were more challenges uh, from the number of people that were involved in, in, in this process. The, the idea is uh, how to engage uh, editorial group and teachers that uh, everything that is ongoing and everything is running properly. I mean, because a teacher can't change at any time the, the grade that the system uh, is offering, uh, the, the, the teacher perspective for this system uh, so far, it's good because uh, we uh, put uh, a quality assurance member in the team. We can check uh, how many times a teacher change the, mm. the grade that the system offer. Currently, is less than 5%. Then I suppose that the, the system uh, is running an app uh, properly. The editorial, every editorial team member uh, from Santillana is checking if every item is performing well and so far there is no changes in the assessment tool in terms of the performance of every item. I mean perhaps at least for subjects like uh, social science and natural science uh, everything is fine but of course uh, we always have a look at the the feedback uh, from teachers. That's a really good point, and I really appreciate Nyaki the fact that you brought this feedback mechanism in, so that you can continuously improve the model and have more and more accurate and consistent results from the assessments uh, for your students. Well, that's something that we see a lot, isn't it? It is indeed. And it certainly was, you know, one of the guiding principles that came out of our working backwards workshops is around this continual improvement to do incremental gains rather than something that's 100% accurate out the door. Um, so that was a core design decision really on to build that flexibility and functionality in where you could get that teacher feedback into the system very organically and naturally. And I think what was really important or, or quite interesting with what we delivered for Santiana that process of training new model and getting it operationally ready, you're talking 10 minutes. And then over time, as, as you get the teacher feedback, you can make it better and better and better. And Inyaki, that was really important for your organization, wasn't it? Because some of us who are not uh, fluent in Spanish might think that all Spanish is the same, but it's not, is it? Yes, you're absolutely right. The problem here is that uh, Santillana is based Every country in South America and in North America is based in Mexico and U.S. as well. But it's completely different, the Spanish in Mexico than the Spanish in, in Chile. Consequently, we had to train in every country the models. We need them to train every model quickly and cost-effective. And we got that. Uh, we, we, we got a very cost-effective uh, model in terms of money and in terms of time. Because currently, 
uh, online solutions are very welcome in, in Latin America, especially in countries like Brazil that has been affected a lot by COVID-19. And where are we now, Inyaki? Like, how are things going? Will mentioned that this happened last year. You went into a limited production mode at the beginning of last school year. We started with this uh, challenge one year ago. We finished the first version last September. And from last December and early uh, January, we started with this uh, solution in production. And for the last six months, this this solution uh, half an average growth of between four times and six times more than the same period of uh, one year ago. In fact, currently Plano is used by almost half a million users on average at uh, 1.2 million potential users. I think that this is a good a good feedback about what is going on with uh, with uh, this uh, final solution and with this innovation. And Yagi, what was your biggest takeaway from this prototyping engagement and this experience with uh, working rapidly with the team to come up with this grading solution? Uh, I think that the, 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 the first is how to get a good team. In this sense, we reach Ambition Engineering team. Will was in charge of this team. But secondly, uh, we had to engage uh, to the rest of the people that is involved in this kind of, of, of process, editorial area, uh, business area, uh, as well as schools. It's uh, really important to to engage everyone in, in the process. And also is the, the use of the cloud. The use of the cloud currently is essential to innovate uh, in Santillana. We only take services and we try to prototype every every new future using services directly in a plug and play way or less than six or eight weeks the, the big takeaway that i i can say of this experience is that you had to implement things very quickly uh, if you can in less than six weeks or eight weeks much better because uh, you can receive uh, good results in less than two months. And if so, you can continuously implement new innovations uh, for the following year. Uh, in fact, uh, because uh, we receive a good feedback from internal and external teams, you can enhance your product for the rest of the years with this approach, with few uh, futures, but with good futures. That really resonates that idea that you articulated about that organizational transformation and change that comes right alongside the digital transformation that your team is organizing, right? It's it's really goes hand in hand. It's really what we're trying to achieve, isn't it? But the whole point is, what well, we've got six to eight weeks, let's go and do something that's going to hit those business objectives, that's going to demonstrate the art of the possible going forward. And Yaki, just that final word to you that idea of giving time back to teachers, time for them to really focus on building out lessons and working directly with their students. The idea is uh, how to spend more time preparing teacher classes. And please don't spend more time correcting uh, the assessment. If you spend more time preparing 
student classes, you can deliver better classes at the school. Our goal uh, was that, and, and currently we are demonstrating to the, to, to the teacher that they can use more time with their students. Thank you, Anaki Ford and Will, for joining us uh, today. The work that you've done here to lay the foundation for online education and learning, well, I, I want to congratulate you because none of us could have anticipated how much more important online learning would become for our children. As a parent, uh, I can uh, say that I appreciate anyone who is working in that area and and helping really enable our uh, the next generation of learners. So, Inyaki, thank you so much for joining us today and for the important work that Santiana is doing to help enable and and educate children in the in the Spanish and Portuguese speaking world. Many thanks. And Will, thanks again for joining us. Always glad to be here. I'd like to thank our listeners for coming on today's journey with us. Innovation Ambassadors is a production of the AWS Media Series. Look for future episodes of our vodcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite streaming platform. If you have ideas for future episodes or comments on this one, send us a tweet at hashtag AWS Innovation Ambassadors and share your thoughts. Thank you.